Good morning. You're just in time. Welcome to the St. Gabriel Cafe, your sacred space to sip on today's local blend of faithful encouragement. Let's start our day together. Happy New Year. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> You got me. <laughs> Good morning. Come on in. Pull up a chair. I'm, oh my gosh. I'm Dave Orsborn. <laughs> and I'm Amanda Miller. And we are so excited to have you with us in the St. Gabriel Cafe, our live and local morning show. Kim Clutters, our barista. <laughs> and right away this morning, we're going to continue our series of Advent Reflections rejoice advent meditations with the holy family and then mary beth eberhardt mary beth oh boy mary beth you're an eberhardt aren't you yeah and lisa iglesias are back with us in the cafe to chat about advent as wives and mums good morning amanda good morning dave can you start us with a prayer yes in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit amen amen Lord, we praise you and we thank you for another day. We thank you for the beginning of this season of Advent. We ask for open hearts and open minds that we would have hearts of expectant joy awaiting your your coming. Help us to just have a space, a greater space in our hearts to invite you in, into our lives, into our families, into everything that we do. Help us to be present to you, and then in turn to give you to others, to those that we meet today. We ask this all through the intercession of Mary, and in the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. The church celebrates the feast of St. John Damascene. He took on the iconoclasts, those that were opposed to religious images. Mm, So he is the patron of icon painters. And yes, it is New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New you Year. You got me. <laughs> I was like, Dave, no, you're way too far ahead. But no, liturgically, you are correct. <laughs> liturgically, I am correct. Yep. We uh, we ended ordinary time. That's right. And we began the season of Advent yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, haven't put up uh, any, well, I guess one Advent decoration the advent wreath is on the dining room table does it have candles in it Mm -hmm. oh great there you go one was lit do you have other advent decorations well typically we do the jesse tree oh okay which i hope we continue to do this year Mm -hmm. you know we still we've been doing it you know for 20 years ish so yeah some of the little advent you know paper ornaments are getting a little tired Mm-hmm. But it, but it's fun, you know, because the girls colored some of them when they were toddlers. Mm-hmm. So they, they still remember which ones they colored. And That's it's, a, it's a beautiful tradition. Yeah. And this time of year, it beautiful. Like you pull out things that you probably haven't seen for a year and you're reminded of those little memories. And mm-hmm. that's special. Yeah. And uh, the Jesse tree, for those that aren't familiar with it, it's uh, a scriptural journey through the advent season so really goes through all of salvation history from genesis through all the prophets then into uh the gospels i'm not sure if uh revelations in it at all i don't know 
I've never done a we'll Jesse to, tree. We'll, we'll have to wait until we get near the end there, and yeah. I'll, let, I'll let you know in a few weeks. So, Rejoice! Rejoice. Advent Meditations with the Holy Family. Good morning, Mr. Clutter. Good morning. Happy New Year. Thanks. <laughs> that was about the most authentic reaction from Amanda that we could have gotten <laughs> starting the show. So it was just what? What? But not like with just a question mark. There was like a, a question mark and an exclamation point, And that was great. That's exactly how to describe it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Amanda was out on Thursday. And then, of course, we didn't have a show on Friday. So it's like, what did I miss? <laughs> And I had been a little under the weather. I'm like, I don't think I was out that long. (laughs) Yeah, January 1st. So it's not. It's December 4th, right? The 4th. You hope. So I hope our friends had the opportunity to get their Rejoice book for Father Mark Toops. We're doing the Advent Meditations with the Holy Family by Ascension. And so yesterday would have been our first day. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we started it together on the cafe um, just to get a jump start last week, but this will be our, our first Monday together. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. So let's enter into prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Take it away, Cam. Father Mark Troops writes uh, for the first Monday of the first week of Advent. That to love the way Mary and Joseph loved requires selflessness and depth. To live the light and and to be completely available to God requires maturity and depth. Certainly, Mary and Joseph would would have enjoyed talking about the simple things of life they would have shared with, uh, Mary would have shared with Joseph her encounters with their neighbors as she drew water at the well. Joseph would have shared with Mary his work of a given day and all the details of his occupation as a carpenter. They would have discussed the ordinary things of life in Nazareth. Just like married couples today discuss the ordinary things of life, Mary and Joseph would have enjoyed ordinary conversation. But there was more to their interactions. There was depth. There was depth in their individual relationships with God, and because of this, there was depth in their relationship with each other. There was depth in Mary's sharing with Joseph. She would have shared the deeper things, such as all that was in her heart and all that was unexpected in the Annunciation and how it felt to carry the Son of God. Likewise, there was depth in Joseph's sharing with Mary. He would have shared the deeper things, such as all that was in his initial hesitation in accepting the unexpected news of her pregnancy as well as all that had been in his heart regarding being the foster father to the Son of God. Mary and Joseph would have enjoyed ordinary conversation, such as their day and their work, but certainly there had to be more. There was depth. Our essential relationships, our marriage, family, close friends, and so on, and the gauge of how healthy those relationships are is their depth. The reason why most essential relationships struggle is because the people in such relationships have difficulty living deeply. Living with depth can be awkward or uncomfortable at times. Having authentic depth in our relationships is easier when we first have authentic depth in our relationship with God. If not, we may be tempted to grasp in the human relationships for what can for which can ultimately only 
be fulfilled by God, or we may not persevere in the vulnerability and trust necessary for depth in our essential human relationships. The good news is that God is eager to help you this Advent, and the first step is acknowledging where you are, what you need, and how you might need help. Whether it is depth personally or in essential relationships, the first step is to ask God for help. And our scripture passage this morning is 1 John chapter 4. And Amanda, you're going to pick it up. Uh, which verse? Yeah, verse 7. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and he who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only begotten Son into the world so that, he, so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the expiation of our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No man has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us of his own spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son and the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So we know and believe the love of God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. In this is love perfected with us, that we may be confident for the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and he who fears is not perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, who he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God should love his brother also. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. All right. God is love. What stood out for you, Cam? I think um, the very end of the scripture passage really stuck out to me this time reading through it, which is not what stuck out to me when I read it earlier, just to kind of get a grasp on what the scripture passage of today would be before going into this time. Um, But really just focusing in on that that last section starting at verse 18 where um, John is talking about he who does not love his brothers does not love God. 
what was actually coming to mind for me and, and what I felt like the Lord was speaking, because I, I keep going into these and intend to keep going into these thinking through the scripture passage from the perspective of the reflection that we read, right? So we're talking about like the depth in wit with which Mary and Joseph loved each other it is what Father Mark writes about today. And what came to mind for me is this quote from C.S. Lewis in his book, The Four Loves. I'm going to butcher this. I was actually going to look it up, but it's it's a longer quote. And so um, I'll paraphrase. Please. Um, where C.S. Lewis writes in The Four Loves that the only place safe from love on this side of heaven is actually hell. Mm. And he talks about because of that, love actually means to suffer. Because you so desire the good for another person that you're willing to give up your desire, your part of yourself, your, you know, comfortability or or whatever it might be. There is there is a pain to love. And until we get to heaven, there will always be some kind of sacrifice that is part of love because that's that perfecting process. And I felt mm. like that was being stirred up in me as I was thinking about it. As John is writing, you know, he who does not love his brother does not love God he who does not like give up some part of himself for his brother does not give up any part of himself for God. You know, the, the Greek in that entire passage uses the word agape, which is, which is loving so much that you give up yourself for the other person desiring their good above anything for yourself. Um, and so coming back full circle around to, to the, reflection today talking about the depth with which Mary and Joseph loved each other that it wasn't just that like ordinary conversation that they had but the deeper conversation that they had um I was just like sitting in that wow like Mary had to express to Joseph I've got God inside my womb you know and and had to give up some part of herself for the Lord in that way. And then Joseph on for his part, while I like, I'm getting married to a woman who's already pregnant and I have to take care of and pride for provide for a son that is not biologically my own. There's a giving up of self in that process too. I was just like sitting in that moment and just like, wow, that's, that's huge. Hmm. Amanda. I think for myself, the words that I circled in the Rejoice Reflection for today was depth. And I was meditating on this idea of, you know, Mary and Joseph, like it says, would have had those ordinary conversations, just like we all have those ordinary conversations with each other, right? You know, how's the weather, you know, or or just taking the facts of something. Um, but really, there's not depth there until we start to talk about the heart and how it felt. It also says, you know, maybe Joseph's hesitations and, uh, and then connecting it to the scripture. You know, I, I zoned in on, there is no fear in love, but perfect love cast out fear. And so, yeah, it's just this, this whole idea of vulnerability and depth and sharing the sentiments of the heart really stood out to me because yeah for genuine 
love, there, there shouldn't be a fear of sharing the self, mm. right? Love, love like Cam was illuminating is sacrifice. It's the giving of the self. And that means, especially in a spousal relationship, to not hold back yourself and to not hold back your heart, but to, but to share the totality of who you are. And that requires vulnerability. And I think that's that depth also that the rejoice reflection was kind of highlighting for me. Um, yeah. Dave? <laughs> There's so much here. Um, I have monkey mind going here. So let's focus in on... Um, yeah, I guess the money quote for me from uh, Father Toops is having authentic depth in our relationships is easier when we first have authentic depth in our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And as you get, or as I get, we all get more seasons under our belt. I think it's staying in the depths can be challenging. You know, you have that, uh, both in relationships with uh, others as well as uh, the relationship with God where you don't want to stay in the deep waters all the time. You know, you get back to the shallows where it's uh, a bit more comfortable and and not as dangerous. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, to stay in the depths. Um, And I think maybe this Advent, that's uh, uh, one of the calls for me is to go back in the depths, both with my relationships with, uh, with, uh, with others as, as well as, uh, the relationship with God. And when you're in the deep, there is that sacrifice, but there's also an awful lot of trust that's involved that, uh, that you won't sink to the bottom, <laughs> you know, that, uh, that, uh, you have first things first, that relationship with God. Um, there is no fear in that perfect love there's the trust that because he first loved us we're in we're in a good place you know we're we're in there's there's nothing to fear in in the depths and to carry that then over into our human relationships with you know children that are growing and and going on to their uh, into their own lives that, um, yeah, you know, they're consecrated and there's a, uh, mm, just a reality that God loves them. And yeah, through different situations, different seasons, things may get difficult, but, um, stay, stay in the depths. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen. So practical takeaway. Yeah, I actually, Dave, as as you were speaking, what came to mind when you said staying in the deep, that that could be hard. There's a tendency to maybe pull back, go back to the shore. And a practical that kind of came to mind for me was this idea of, well, what makes us draw back? And a lot of times it's, it's wounds, right? This idea of, well, I don't feel like I can go deep because I've been wounded. And so now I'm, 
I'm scared to share myself. Mm. And, uh, you know, that takes work to dive into those aspects of our hearts that have been wounded. Um, but it's so worth it, right? To, to go to those spaces with the Lord and ask him, okay, how can we, how, how can we be healed of this? Um, how can you help me to, to be healed of this so that in my relationships, I can, I can go deep. And I'm reminded in what we had talked about leading up to this uh, uh, series of meditations. What, friends, what this is going to mean for all of us is a slowing down, a um, putting first things first uh, during the season. Uh, and having that right order will allow you to go deep in these med- meditations to. Uh, to um, find the healing where it's needed, to find God's love where we most need it. And that's going to take work on our parts. But I am so grateful that we're doing all of this together. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're only on the first Monday of Advent, <laughs> so buckle up, folks. Uh, it's, uh, this is going to be good. So, Father, we humbly ask you to make this Advent our best ever. Help us to find you deep within each of us. Teach us how to love with the depth with which Mary and Joseph loved. In the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We're going to put some caffeine back in the mugs and we'll be back in just a few minutes with Mary Beth and Lisa. Stay with us. My Jesus, before you ascended into heaven, you prayed that we would all be one, as you and your Father are one. But today, Lord, we seem more divided than ever. We are divided over political beliefs, gender, religion, ethnicity, color, and economic status. It is a division that cuts deeply, even through our closest relationships. You have warned us, Lord, that a house divided against itself cannot stand. Help me to remember that you are the cornerstone of this house, that your precepts, not ours, are the path to everlasting joy. Empower me with your grace to be an agent of healing and a proclaimer of truth and hope to this troubled world, one heart at a time. Armed with your sacred word, the sacraments, and the wisdom of the saints, you have given me everything I need to make a difference. You have created me for such a time as this, Lord, and I am ready to do your will. Amen. I'm Lori Crock, and this is a Holy and Healthy Minute. Striving is often a good thing. For example, we can strive to be charitable to others, to practice good self-care, and to pray daily. Striving for holiness is also a good thing when we allow God to lead us. But when we try to do it on our own, striving can cause angst instead of peace and joy. Even the flame of a strong prayer life can be dampened by too much striving. St. John Paul II said, ours is a time of continual movement, which often leads to restlessness, with the risk of doing for the sake of doing. We must resist the temptation by trying to be before trying to do. Dearest Jesus, help us to slow down and grow comfortable with resting instead of always doing 
so that we may experience the peace and joy that only comes from you. Amen. Welcome back to the St. Gabriel Cafe, friends. I'm Amanda Miller. I'm Dave Orsborn, and we welcome back our good friends, Mary Beth Eberhardt, Lisa Iglesias, co-hosts of The Visitation here on St. Gabriel Radio. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. So good to be here. Great to have you. So you were able to settle in with us for our Advent reflection. Mm. It's beautiful. Love that so much. What stood out for me? You were able to listen along to both the meditation and the scripture passage. What uh, what popped? Okay, first of all, just that we could t- reflect together. And I loved hearing the three of your hearts just sharing. And uh, isn't God amazing how different things were really stuck mm-hmm. out to each of you? And I just felt honored to be in the room. I was just like, oh, Amen. Just these holy people. Um Striving for holiness, right? But yeah, for me particularly was um, Mary would have drawn water at the well. And I was like, Mm -hmm. what? (laughs) She would have drawn water at the well. Um, And uh, I I think I might have mentioned last time we were here, but over at St. Brendan, the Navigator, we just wrapped up with the women, a um, a chosen kind of reflection over several weeks Mm -hmm. where we met in small groups and watched. And the last episode of the first season Jesus meets the woman at the well and so as soon as I had heard that line here I was like oh my goodness again the the uh you know the other Eve you know here she was here she you know gloriously holy uh would draw water at the well and yeah anyway just just popped in my mind Mm. what about you Mary Beth for me one of my favorite advent movies excuse me is um, the nativity and I watch it with my kids and, and, and I enjoy it so much because of the journey of relationship between Mary and Joseph. You know, they go from really not knowing each other well and then they have to, um, you know, follow the path for the census. And so I was imagining them going deep on this walk, right? Because when, you know, for me, if I throw my kids in the car or, you know, that's where in the journey it's, you know, the distractions are away and and we get to go deep. And so um, I was thinking about the risk um, that it takes, the journey of Mary and Joseph getting to know each other, um, just that vulnerability and how necessary it is during this season and how I can go deep um, or challenge myself to um, go deeper with my children, go deeper with my spouse, and how grateful I was, or am, rather to have people in my life who I don't see for a little bit and then can just mm. um, go immediately. I can kind of scrap the um, frivolities, is that the right word? Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, armor. It, well, yeah, but the pleasantries of sorts, right? Oh, yes. Like, um, how's your Christmas shopping? How's this? Oh, and yes. instead be like, hey, you know how Ad- Advent's supposed to be peaceful and calm and quiet? And, quiet. Um, all is not quiet. All is not calm, right? <laughs> yes. And to to have that um, honesty with someone is the relationship that the Lord is calling us to. Well, and likewise, when you, when you vulnerably, you know, enter into that after while seeing each other that gives that gives the other 
the pause of, oh, you too? Yours is mm-hmm. all not quiet as well. And um, and again, Holy Spirit, you know, that we would bring hearts together just the right moment. Yeah. Lisa, what was it that uh, you, your reflection was Mary would have gone to the well? Why did that hit you? What, what's behind that? I mean, now you're just opening up a can of worms. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going like, to condense this really fast, you know. Me growing up, all I wanted to be was a mom. Mm. And when I got there and then I was in the mix, um, I very quickly saw all my shortcomings mm. and all the places where I was impatient or, um, you know, would get upset or uh, things were not looking what we didn't have a Pinterest or anything back then, but it, they were definitely Thank were God. not yeah, good housekeeping. Perfect. <laughs> you know, like, was it, you know, and, um, in my career like went away and different things like that and um when i when i saw those things happening and you know and the legos were everywhere and the washing was you know and the water was not getting drawn from the well on time and so dinner was late and all that good stuff right um i just wanted to do that really well mm-hmm. and as i i you know continued to grow in faith and things i i started leaning into um well, maybe, maybe this is my own motherhood journey. Maybe it's not like how other people say it is or whatever. Anyway, but to, to get all the way over here to Mary, drawing the water at the well, I just, I just realized, you know, um, the thing that society doesn't say is very important or actually we should probably farm out all of the duties for, um, you know, being a mother in the home was very important to God. Because he put Jesus there, and he put Mary there, and Joseph there, and and had her drawing water at the well, the mother of God, like, mm-hmm. um, mm. and so she'd be doing the washing. Like, there's that image I'm sure we've all seen of like the little baby with the halo on the mm, ground, sitting on the ground while she's playing, hanging the laundry, playing with nails, you know. Mm-hmm. But but she's hanging the laundry, yeah. And I I I think of all all the time, like, in that quiet kind of cloister, and like a lot of folks don't. A lot of moms don't necessarily want to do that or aspire to do that. I mean, I just was blessed with a mom who was home with me. And so I kind of like looked at that, like, oh, that was my thing. I want to do that. Um, but um, but to to have that like totally elevated, you know, this vocation totally elevated. And I'm not dissing any moms who work. I worked my as a mom, you know, and everything, all that. So I'm not trying to say that at all. I'm just saying like that heart of motherhood, like wherever you're at, like, you know, like, I, I'm lucky because I get to babysit grandbabies and I'm like, you know, anyway, do you know what I'm saying? Like I just, um, it just elevates this, uh, not, not just a stay home mom, you know, you're not just, uh, I don't only do toilets, you know, like I, I'm trying to form hearts, you know, and my own is getting formed and I've realized, you know. Yeah. No, actually I, when you just now said my own heart is getting formed, it makes me think of. You know, the love, we're being stretched every day in in the ordinary of everyday life, right? It's in those opportunities when the house is a mess and things aren't going well that, you know, as hard as it may be, sometimes we can step back and be like, okay, that's okay. This is how the Lord is drawing me to perfection. <laughs> this is how he's teaching me to love and self-sacrifice. Um so those ordinary points of life can really be those 
extraordinary opportunities mm-hmm. for sainthood. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Okay, drawing water from the well. <laughs> Follow me on this one, all right? All right. Let's go. There, there were really limited sources uh, for water back in the day, right? I mean, and of those sources, some were impure, some of them weren't deep, some of them weren't as accessible. I mean, you can draw water from stagnant water, right? And that's not going to be healthy. You can go to a stream and that may be somewhat accessible, but it, but typically it, it's not going to be very deep. You know, it's, it, it's, it's running, it's going to be pure, but, um, it's just not as, I guess, as efficient as drawing from a well, but drawing water from a well is hard work. Mm-hmm. You, you, it's deep to even get to the source of the water. You have to lower, you know, whatever your container is all the way down into the well and then bring it all the way back up a lot heavier. But there's a lot of work there. But if you want to drink deeply, if you want to have that supply, you you are best to go to the well. And that's what I'm thinking. First things first, mm. water is essential for life. And if you're not drinking from that well, if you're not pulling up that water, um, you're not going to have life. So I'll just leave it there. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) And then Amanda, you said something during the Rejoice Reflection um, that really touched my heart. And I was like, think deeply, but don't feel this. Don't feel this because you're going to cry. But but you said... um, you know, there was the, the part that said there in the scripture, there is no fear in love. And um, and then I think, Dave, you mentioned, you know, you want to stay in the depths mm-hmm. with God. But then, Amanda, you said, but what draws us back mm-hmm. is the wounds and the hurt. And I was like, well, back up, back up, climb up the rope, get out of the well. You know, that's, <laughs> the, that's the hard part. That's right. But and then you said, but it's so worth it. Yeah. So what exactly what the Lord is putting on your heart, Dave, is. Oh my gosh, that, that, I mean, that's it. That's everything, you know, like, and and then you talk about being in the womb and that the womb, the water in the womb is, is, you know, so essential. It's the, the pH of seawater and all the good, beautiful things, right? Mm-hmm. Like that God makes life, but, um, but it is so worth it to, to dip that bucket all the way down. Oh my goodness. I'm going to be thinking about that. Mm. Oh my goodness. But it's so worth it. That's the point. It's so worth it. Mary Beth Eberhardt and Lisa Iglesias, co-hosts of The Visitation here on St. Gabriel, are in the cafe this morning. We're talking about Advent, drinking deeply, going into the depths uh, from our reflection earlier on Father Mark Toop's Rejoice, Advent Meditations with the Holy Family. Let's talk about Advent routines because, you know, we we started the show talking a little bit about... uh, some of the traditions and the routines that we go through. And I'm sure you both have um, established those in your, in your homes. How do you make Advent new after doing it? (laughs) I was thinking about this just last night because seasons change, families change. You know, we're in a period where we've got four older kids out of the house now and um, it's 
to be honest, it's a lot of fun when you have little ones. Advent is reading the storybooks and it is um, doing the Jesse tree, but like with, with like finesse, right? It's this whole, <laughs> everything is, this, everything is um, bright and beautiful because these little ones um, have just this expectant faith. Their eyes are alight, right? And then as you, as they grow, um, it's your job to keep that, that candle burning. It's, it's your job to, to make everything new. So, um, we're blessed that as Catholics, Advent is rich, right? So our family, we don't hold fast to, we must do this every year. We, we, we let it. So we've done the Jesse tree. Um, I love my Jesse tree. It's in, um, my office and our den. And so in the beginning, you know, we would, we have a storybook that follows along and then we have um, an ornament with a symbol to reflect each, um, the time together of the old and new, right. Um, readings. And so, but now to be honest, it's like, I put them up and it's, it, and it's me. And every once in a while, you know, a kid will come in and be like, oh yeah, the rainbow or, oh yeah. You know, and they remember the symbols and discussion flows from there. This year, last night, I'll be really, we're going vulnerable. You know, I was like, I, um, I said to my husband, Ryan, Advent is about sacrifice. You know, there's a penit- a penitential part of Advent. And so I'm going to give up my comfortable nighttime where I kind of fall into bed. And I'm like, this, this is a long day. Um, and I'm going to make sure that as we used to with the kids, I go to the landing of where their bedrooms are. Our bedroom's on the first floor and theirs is upstairs. And I pray with them. We used to sit as a family. The kids were in their bedrooms and we have a girl's side and a boy's side and we would pray the rosary and they would fall asleep. And we used to joke that like never, we, you couldn't get to the fifth mystery without them like conking out. And, and it was just a beautiful routine and I miss it. And so last night I took our Advent wreath because it was 10.55 p.m. <laughs> and we had, you know, we had not gotten to saying our Advent prayer and literally put it on the floor. And I had them gathering around the um, this hardwood floor outside their bedrooms and we're lighting the candle and we're reading the, the reflection. Um, Lisa Hendy has a great, I think it's five minute Advent prayers. Um, I can do five minutes yeah. with them. And so we sat and I thought, well, this is a new routine. I marveled that they came out, right? I was like, hey, guys, just I'm going to pray. You guys can fall asleep, whatever. And they came out. And, yeah, they did their, like, even at 15 years old. At, um, you know, they're, like, trying to <laughs> – Cam, it reminded me of you. They're trying to wave the flame away with their hands or their feet. <laughs> me. And, <laughs> I've known you a long time. <laughs> but – it was beautiful in that it drew us together, right? And then from that, what would have been just five minutes became 2530. As we talked about like, oh, do you remember when Father Shock said this? Or do you remember that? And we, we gathered and they shared their hearts. And the tired that I felt going up, like all for you, Jesus, <laughs> came down with this like, you're so abundant, you're so generous. And so that steadfast, whatever season you find yourself in as a parent, whether it be a five-minute reflection or a drawn-out um, tradition, invest in it, you know, because there can, you know, depth doesn't have to be broad like an ocean. You can, you can have a, a very deep, small area 
and um, instill, quench your thirst, right? Well, there's a real peace that comes from doing it right at the very end of the day like that mm-hmm. also. So, you know, you're just joining, like you said, you know, together. And yeah. Just having a nice, simple, easy conversation, then you go off to bed. I think that's beautiful at night to have that time with the family. But as a mom, I'm also being like, okay, Advent for me, you know, you talk about like your Advent decorations. For me, I always put my tree up. I put white lights on it because Advent for me, the light really just helps me focus and center in. So that morning time of reflection, personal prayer really um, allows me to enter into Advent. I have to enter into it as a mom in my like personally and then I can enter into it with my family you have to have your own personal prayer life um, before you can bring your family um, into a relationship with the Lord Um, so that I have both the morning time you have to know when your prayer time is right and for me that is that quiet of the morning watching the dawn come and then um, being able to welcome the day with a renewed heart and um and then at night, drawing from that, without it, I'd, I'd still be in bed being like, man, I got to get up there. Lisa Glacius and Mary Beth Eberhardt, co-hosts of The Visitation here on St. Gabriel Radio, are in the cafe with us, and we're talking about Advent. I would imagine, Lisa, now with the uh, grandkids, you're able to <laughs> make all things new. That's a great idea. I probably should. <laughs> Does it look all pretty? Um, well, was really beautiful. Made me think of this morning as the um, the two littles um, who are in Ohio um, came to the door to for to be watched today, um, and usually <clears throat> the two year old is at the glass door like Ema, you know. Like <laughs> I open the door and it comes on in, and. Um, and I opened the door, and his eyes were just fixed on the Christmas tree outside uh, that his uncle put up yesterday. And he's like, you have a Christmas tree! And I, and he didn't even turn around. And I was like, yes! Uncle Ian put it up. He goes, he ran in past me, he goes, need ornaments! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, mm-hmm, yes. But yeah, so, and it, it kind of woke me up to, oh my gosh, you know, because we actually um, have... Um, one child left in the house and so i was actually thinking um oh wait a lot of these advent things that we had done really were focused around the littles and um what what do i do with a big one who's you know working and school and activities and like i hadn't really thought about that yet and um, and then what do you do with like if there's no kids in the home or if um, you don't have kids or <laughs> whatever you're you're um, what are the things that we can do these things for us? I, I just realized in this moment, like these are things that because um, because sadly, my brain goes to yeah, I'm such a bad mom. I really I've never done a Jesse tree. I've, I'm such a bad mom. I've never done like that beautiful prayer like Advent advent wreath in the hallway sounds very lovely i i haven't done that there yes was, mm-hmm. and yet you've made it this far <laughs> there's wax melting on oh, the hardwood <laughs> i mean they're flicking candles. It, it the beauty comes from what you can give yes i mean the beauty is in the offering yeah and so and i i think that's something that i'm going to pray on today i'm not going to say you know like as the advent no today i'm going to pray like okay so then in our season where 
Uh, we just have the one, you know, big about to, no, oh, he's not ready to go yet. I'm not ready for him to go yet. But um, like, what about now? Lord, show me what the Advent could, should, could look like now. And um, but yeah, I am grateful for the, the bright, the newness of the, the little ones walking in. I think it, you know, I've been reflecting a lot on the older kids because, you know, we're, we're in that in-between stage with our tweens and um, up to um, shortly leaving. And, um, you know, I see the beauty of the Catholic faith in that we have like these traditions in Advent where we have, you know, we have your penance service. And, um, and many churches have like Christmas concerts now, right? And I was like, wow, that's really beautiful. I think, um, you know, I've got a, a, how old is she? 11 year old who loves Broadway. And so I noticed that I think it's St. Peter's has, no, it's Joan of Arc. And they, they're together, St. Peter's and Joan of Arc. And they have a Broadway singer coming in to lead a Christmas concert. And I was like, boom, you know, that's, that's an Advent conversation in the car. It's a, it's a moment, an encounter. Um, and so we look for those things, whether it be a reconciliation service, whether it be a concert, lots of choirs have those um those yeah drawing in kind of what's the i can't think of the easter there's a word for the one that they have at easter um like the big choral concert that you lessons and well lessons and carols this time of year yeah something like that but it's it's beautiful to bring them in and have those different traditions um i think gathering Mm -hmm. for my my older people gathering is important um and seeing their parents go deep in conversation encourages them and models for them. And so, of course, I'm thinking like, man, we have to have the wise over. Um, and um, because then that brings about conversation. You know, I think um, Ian's very, very comfortable. Like he's used to me being like, so Ian, tell me about your heart. <laughs> And his face gets really big, like, oh, man. <laughs> um, but the same does Lisa do to and my how, kids. How old is Ian? 17. 17. Yeah, that's like, um, I'd like a memo like a week from right. beforehand. <laughs> He's and a I, dude. And then I will, well, let's have this conversation in a week. Yeah, but and you I appreciate that because I'm like that, too. Yeah, I was going to say, but we've cultivated that culture. And so the challenge is to cultivate with your, your kids um, those relationships, right? I mean, Cam, you can do the same with my kids and you too, Lisa, where it's like, you know, hey, hey, tell me about how are you really? You know, and they're like, oh, I'm good. Uh-huh, tell me really. Um, and to sit and and have, Advent is a time of of preparing. It's a time of waiting. And, and, and we practice the pause as parenting. And I think, I think Advent, there's a lot of that practicing the pause and listening and waiting. Um, and we can do that with our kids no matter what age they are. Mary Beth Eberhardt, Lisa Glacius, co-hosts of The Visitation here with us in the cafe. I, at Mass yesterday, when it came up uh, you know, a few times um, in, in, in the gospel reflect, or in the gospel watch, you know, watch. Mm-hmm. And that kind of shifted my mind or showed me the paradox between preparation which i take to be very active being busy you know you're preparing a meal or preparing for a game or you know whatever there's a lot of activity there but then the gospel is a lot more you're still active in in watching but you're not busy in it because if you're busy 
in the watching, you're not paying attention <laughs> to something, right? You're, you, you run the risk of, of missing something. So that paradox between, I guess, watchful preparation um, really struck home. Mm-hmm. Active, not busy. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm. Actually, something that's been percolating for me, um, Mary Beth, as you were sharing your story about, um, you know, going to the landing and praying with your children and this idea of, you know, typically at the end of a busy day, you're pouring out all day and then it's like, okay, I can just fall into bed, right? And so I'm putting these these ideas together because we've used the word, you know, Advent is a time to slow down, but what is it in what way, right? It's not just slowing down for the sake of slowing down as in doing nothing, right? It's, it's this idea of actually I'm going to I'm going to do something that's restful, this time of prayer with my family. And like you found in your own experience, okay, Lord, I'm doing this and we'll see how it goes. And, and yet you found it so restful and so life-giving. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, Dave, what you were just now sharing, this idea of, okay, this actually we're being watchful. And so this idea of Advent being a time of of slowing down, but in a way so that we are being watchful and and anticipating in the right way. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I love that. So not to steal Father Shock's homily this weekend, but it really <laughs> it really struck me because, um, you know, Advent, a time of watching and waiting, right? For And God's going to act. And, and he talked about this painter um, who sings the national anthem and um, paints a picture all in like 60 seconds or something like that, right? And the painter um, flips the picture at the end. And so while he's painting it, you're like, this makes no sense. It's the ugliest thing I've ever seen. Like, you know, this is going to be a big flop for this guy. And, um, but then he turns it over right at the end and it's all clear. And so what he was saying is basically like, look, this advent watch for God to be working. Yes, we all suffer, Mm -hmm. but you know, the, the beauty in the glimpses we get that God, you are with me. You've given me this moment. I see, I see your plan. And then of course he flips the picture again, but, um, (laughs) but he's acting, he, you know, so last night we were talking and it's like, look guys, watch, wait, think about what in your life, um, you need clarity and ask and wait and watch. He's, he, He's going to reveal. And so it really struck me that um, it's it's the moments, right? God is um, God is going to flip the picture, show you how he's working. Um, and there's that peace in that. And Advent is definitely that period for us. Mm. I was thinking about um, what you said, Dave, with um, that watching is active. It's not being still, it's active but to not be busy and to ride away that acronym of, you know, busy is buried under Satan's yoke. And, um, and it's very self, um, it's very, it can be very self driven. Like, uh, these are all the things I need to do because I need to get them done. And I did and, and with often for me without, you know, consulting with the Lord, you know, what is it that you'd like to do today, Lord, you know, um, good morning. What do you want to do today? Right. The, mm-hmm. that prayer, um, and, but, but they, but we are actually, we do have a lot of things to do <laughs> like here, uh, you know, thank you, but you have a lot of things to do. So you are, you know, 
don't want to use the word again, busy, but you are full. Your, your day is full. You're, there's much to do. And, um, but that, I think that is really important. Like you're saying, so, so where is it that I need to, um, to put a pause on some of the self driven or the self, uh, imposed, uh, uh, extra yoke that's maybe not the one he wants me to carry this advent and and then and then on the other side is where are the things then that I can sacrifice for you Jesus you know where are the things that are um you know right now you know it's always like very very clear where needs are and, and charities are and things that we could be part of or give to or you know make the sandwiches I mean just do it like if it's been on your heart that you're gonna try and go do that like it is on my heart like it uh I just need to go do it. Like I know when they meet at our church, we just, just gotta go do it. You know, like this, um, that, you know, like, but what do you want me to do, Jesus? And, um, yeah, that watching that it, that it is an active thing. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm holding that. I think looking for him in those, in the activities, in the things that are filling our time, watching and looking for him in that, having that conversation, being in conversation with him where you're like, okay, where are you here? Um, reveal and, and just wait and watch because he's there. Mary Beth Ebhart, Lisa Iglesias from The Visitation with us here in the cafe. Cam, you might want to turn on your mic because I'm going to call out the men here on this one. <laughs> um, having that awareness, uh, we're bringing it back to the Holy Family, mm. <clears throat> having an awareness of where the activity is happening in the home. And as Joseph's maybe help <laughs> a little bit more um, with all the activity that goes into preparing uh, during the holidays. And, and I guess Mary's also pay attention to what Joseph is going through. But there, there's that communication uh, back and forth to have that awareness, have that depth of, uh, um, of understanding of, uh, of what your spouse is doing and, and going through. I think especially for the men to, I think what the Lord just as I was listening to this conversations challenging in me is uh, I think with a one track mind, right? So I think in a box and, and I, it's hard to get out of that box sometimes. So if I come home and I'm hungry for dinner, my wife Bailey knows that she can throw everything she wants at me. But if Cam's hungry for dinner, all he's thinking about is dinner, right? Um but but actually, like, how much I can, if I do it intentionally, turn that to a strength. That if I if I take that box and I put myself in, in the Advent box this season and say, okay, Lord, I'm going to wait. I'm going to watch. And not recognizing, like, recognizing that that's not a waste of time, too. Um, because sometimes you're watching for the Lord and looking for where he's moving and you don't see the movement right away. And that can be really frustrating. I spent the weekend in the woods hunting deer and didn't see any deer the entire time. And so you wake up at, you know, 4.30, 4.45 a.m. You're in the woods when it's still dark. You sit there until it's dark at the end of the day. And if you don't see anything, that's really frustrating. <laughs> you know, 11, 12 hours of just sitting and waiting and watching and seeing nothing. And yet it wasn't a waste of time. Because had I not been there and there was a deer, then I would have missed that opportunity, right? And and that's what the Lord, I think, calls us to is that would you sit and wait and watch? And I, and I think in a particular way, I'm, 
I'm thinking of like putting myself in that box the way the Lord like gives me the grace as a guy to do that and to say, okay, no, like this is going to be my perspective this Advent to sit and to wait and to watch for the Lord to move and then to move with him. There you go. <laughs> What's your well perspective, done. Dave? Yeah, you have a little more wisdom. <laughs> seasons, a little bit more a little gray. Seasons, seasons thank you. Yeah, well, I, yeah it, it, it's... Being okay with um, not being productive as, as days are typically productive. Right, I mean, Cam, you know, spending all, all day sitting, watching, waiting for the deer. Yeah, it, it wasn't productive to the extent that you didn't it didn't end up with a deer at the end of the day. Yet, it was still fulfilling and a day well spent because you were in that moment. You know, it, it, it's still something away from what the ordinary day is like. And there's a lot of peace that can be found in a day spent that way. You know what I mean? So so it's not productive as a typical day would be, or even, you know, with the, the, the goal of bringing home a deer. Yet, um, I think this time of year, just having that watchfulness, just having uh, that time set apart from the ordinary is is very worthwhile and the better part of the spiritual life too with the lord is unlike a deer the lord will come mm-hmm. you know that's what the whole season is about is we're prepping for christmas and we know he comes on christmas and so um it takes it even a level further that it's it's that expectant waiting too mm-hmm. of of i know this is coming and i'm and i'm expecting it mm-hmm. I think what was special, too, to hear you say is you reframed something that I think um, it's joked about and stuff like about, you know, yeah, men, think about boxes, you know, mm-hmm. don't let the two of them touch, you know, like just as the home box, that's the, you know, truck box. And, um, they, they, you know, and that we we women have our minds are like spaghetti and, you know, everything's connected. But like uh, and so it's joked about like it's negative on both sides. Right. They're saying that. Right. But it's not. It's the genius of femininity to be able to like link my meal plan with the fact that we need a diaper and that my mom needs a call and things like that. And oh, yes, the oil change in the cart. That's a blessing that we could think that way. But um, you said something awesome, Cam. You said that it was a strength that now because of the, um, the, the, the masculine <laughs> genius, I know that's not a phrase, but that, 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 oh, the but way it that, should be. It, let's make it one. <laughs> and the masculine genius, um, the, that God has created that so you could go to that Advent box. I, I think that's that's mm. fresh. That's new mm. for me. Lisa, Mary Beth, thanks for being in the cafe. Of course. Thank always, you. Always a, a blessing joy to, to have us. You with us. Yeah. Amen. So glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, a world without end. Amen. Thanks for being with us, friends. We'll see you tomorrow at eight. God bless you.